Welcome back into another edition of Prom Sports World, coming to you on a Friday, and a very happy Friday to everyone here uh, checking us out uh, as we break down the Minnesota Vikings today uh, on the Prime Sports World. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast as we go live basically every single day, bringing you guys the most up-to-date content. Also, if you do happen to miss us live, we have a plethora of streaming options there on, on the chat. Uh, so check that out over there. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, I'm, of course, your host, David. I'm playing Huffman. Right there is my co-host, Mr. T.J. Hopkins. Uh, happy Friday, my friend. How are you? It's Friday. <laughs> it is Friday. 
Uh, I went to the gym earlier and looked at what I canceled my membership and I looked at the place I used to spend five days a week at every single week and I was a little sad when I left. I don't know if you know what's going on, but I, I, I put it in the group chat that I have to get a new gym. Um, the gym I was going to here in Fort Wayne has decided that they're removing all of the basketball courts, which is like this was like a mecca for basketball. It was like one of the best basketball courts places in the whole state. They decided to remove all of the basketball courts and replace them with pickleball. That's racist. It is racist. It's right. It's racist. Uh, I don't play pickleball. I'm like 40 years too young for pickleball. Um, and I don't use really any of the other features of the gym. So I canceled my membership. Here's some other BS. Because I didn't cancel my gym membership before the 5th of July, they didn't start yeah. tearing up the basketball courts until after that. They're still going to charge me for August. That business. I ain't saying it's right. I'm just saying, you know. How they operate? Yeah, it's just. Well, I, I, I got, I got, I got a little bit of, like, I got a little bit back from them, so it's all good. Uh, but back to the point of the show. Not, we're not here to talk about my gym and my woes here in Fort Wayne. Uh, we're here to talk about the Minnesota Vikings and uh, break down their season preview. Let's just jump right into it and let's talk a little bit about last season before we start talking about this season and talk about a little bit about last season and was last season a fluke in your opinion? Uh, obviously, they had one of the lowest win, uh, one of the lowest point differential of any team with what was it thirteen wins in the history of the league. Um, yeah. That point that they had a negative, didn't they have a negative point differential? They did have a point. They did have a negative point differential. Uh, they only lost four games last season. They finished with a thirteen and four record, um, but they won a bunch of these games, kind of just pulling the rabbit out of the hat. Um, and they did have a negative to a point differential uh, for a team that won thirteen games. Uh, a team that was the season before uh, finished with a record of eight and nine, missed ended up missing the playoffs. Uh, they lost a lot of close games that season too. Um, did you do you consider what happened last season with the Minnesota Vikings a fluke? Uh, the season before that, they were seven and nine. Uh, um, so kind of the outlier <laughs> season was the kind of the season they had last year. Yeah. And obviously, we talked about won a couple of games and they got blown out in a couple really like. Like the Packers blew them out forty-one to seventeen. The Dallas Cowboys blew them out to forty to three. The Eagles blew them out twenty-four to seventeen. They were getting the doors blown off of them by the Philadelphia, by the Indianapolis Colts. End up coming back and winning that game. Do you consider what they did last season a fluke? Nah, I think the matchup against the Giants it was just a styles make fights kind of matchup, right? Um, you know what you call it, like that game against the Colts, I think is a perfect example. I don't care who you are in the NFL. I don't care how good you are, how bad you are. You don't blow a 31-point lead. I think it was 30. Yeah, 30 right. I mean, it what, really, whatever, it whatever. Really, whatever. Whatever the number 30, was. 30 plus. You, you were up 30 before halftime, right? I don't care how I good have, you I mean, are. I, how, have time. I, mean, that, like, I don't care how good you are, how bad you are. You don't blow that lead. Or you don't come back from that. Like usually, when you down thirty, hey, it's it's game over. GG. See you next week. They fought back and they came back. So if you want to call that a fluke, more power to you. Go ahead. I don't. I like. I, I'm not gonna hold it against you. Um, Kirk Cousins and them like they were. Well, what was they record in one score games last year? Because they had a bunch of them. 
I think there are I think there are eight and one in one score games last right, season. Eight and, uh, eight, eight, eight and one in one score one score games, me, right? Let me you double have, check that. Let me double check that. Uh, but yeah, I think it was have, something like that. I mean, one so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven and zero oh in one score. Eleven and zero oh in one score game. One of them I know for a fact we know. Because we talked about it analyzing the first game against the Bears. You got Nassimba Webster trying to be a hero against his old team. He catches the ball. He all we need is a first down, get out of bounds, keep the keep the drive going. He makes his defender miss, gets the first down, but he ends up he ends up getting stripped. Game over right there. We lose 20. They went 21-16 or whatever the hell the, the, the final 29, score. 29-22. 29-22. All right, fine. Uh wait, wait, what 29-22? Yeah, that's it was final score, 29 to 22. Fine. And then, so, like, does luck have to go your way in situations like that? Yeah. Like, what? that's the nature of the beast. I just think last season, uh, again, the matchup against the Giants where the Vikings, like, it, like their weaknesses literally just showed. They, they lined with suspect. They had nobody to stop Dexter Lawrence. He lived in the backfield like we talked about the final play right final play it's like fourth and 16 or fourth yeah. and 12 whatever and because I mean, the, they, they don't even run a route that like would even get them enough yards for the first down because, because Kirk, they, Kirk, didn't, they didn't have enough protection like they have enough Kirk cousins have checked down and do have to fucking excuse my language pray for a miracle to get the first and we already know that that was over right dexter lawrence lived in the backfield and on the opposite side, we saw Saquon Barkley just get whatever he wanted. And we're going to talk about them in the trenches here a little <laughs> bit later in the show. Um, not that much later, but soon. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I think that a lot of the people that want to talk about Minnesota, because this is like a recurring narrative, a rhetoric that people want to talk about, you know, Minnesota being kind of a fluke. Their, their victories in their season last season was a little bit fluky. I don't I don't really describe to that. I mean, it takes a lot to win one-score games. And, yes – their point differential was a negative point differential for a team that won 13 games. But, I mean, to look at the teams they lost to, I mean, they lost to a Green Bay Packers team that was surging. Uh, they beat a lot. They lost to a Lions team that was on like a six-game winning streak. They beat. They lost to a Dallas team in Dallas. Or this game was in Minnesota, but Dallas was a good, a good football team. And they lost to Philly in Philly. The team ended up going to the Super Bowl, uh, losing to the Kansas City Chiefs like, this is this was a good Minnesota Vikings team. They, they The fact that they won all these close matchups just talks about, like, the resilience of the Minnesota Vikings, how they played, um, you know, not, that never quit, never give up, You're never really out of a game because of the talent of Kirk Cousins and some of those offensive weapons out there. Um, I, I I will not say that last season was a fluke, but it was. It is eyebrow raising. Like, I, I'm, I think Kirk Cousins is the only guy that can put up the numbers he's put up over the duration of his career. And be labeled, you can't win with this guy. Yeah, I mean, he was. If he, I mean, the season well, two years ago, uh, he would put up numbers. He, I think, he led the league in passing yards. He was good enough to be arguably the league MVP. Um, I, I refuse to label last season as a fluke. Uh, let's talk yeah, about I'm them. Watching. This let's let's swing into this season. Let's talk about them in the trenches. As he kind of touched on a little bit there, they got manhandled by the New York Football Giants, uh, both at the offensive line and defensive line. Do you think they've done enough or? anything really to address those considerate concerns um, where they basically got manhandled by the New York Giants team uh, by Saquon Barkley on offense and then by Dexter Lawrence uh, on defense. 
Oh, the, um, well, are again, they expecting you, these guys to just get better <laughs> one like what season from last season to this season? I, I think the issue that they had, like, they haven't really hit on any draft picks in that position. Like, they, Daniil Hunter I mean, Christian, is, Christian, I mean, Christian Derrissaw has been really good, but. It's, he's, but at the same time, he's one guy. You get what I'm saying? Like, the, the thing that makes the Eagles, the Eagles on the defensive side, it's not just one guy. It's this guy. It's that guy. It's that guy. It's, 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 it's a collection. What makes Washington so good up front, it's it's a collection of guys. When you on defense, when you just have to work, hey man, and hey, we we stop this guy, we stop this one dude, we ain't gotta worry about everybody else. So it's literally just one dude. Like if I'm them, if I'm the Minnesota Vikings, like it it was it's 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 just it's a collection of everything. It's not just the front seven. Secondary's been questionable. Right, like it's like they have one playmaker at each level, and it's just not enough. And then they wonder, and they wonder why they can't get over that proverbial threshold, or they play somebody better, and they can't get past them. That's why, because where other teams have two, three, four playmakers on at each level, you just have the one. Like safety, Harrison. Uh, what's name? Harrison Smith. Right. Linebacker. Um, I don't even know who the the, the linebacker is for the team because I, I don't think I don't I mean, think Kendrick's still there. No, he's in, he's a charger now. We'll talk about that in free agency. But yeah, I mean the linebacker level. I mean Jordan Hicks, uh, coming over from Seattle, I think two years ago, uh, has been solid for them, but nothing nothing you know legendary. And then Daniel Hunter has been a really good football player for this team. Um, for a long time. Drafted. Yeah, for a real long for time. For a long time. Yeah. So he's a solid football player. Um, yeah, I think I'm still very concerned about the this Minnesota Vikings team in the trenches. Um, I think Christian Sarasaw is one of the top five left tackles in all of the NFL. Uh, but I think when it comes to the rest of their offensive line, I think that leaves a much to be desired. Ezra Cleveland's kind of been a project, hasn't really worked out at left guard. Uh, Ed Ingram's been just okay at right guard. Brian O'Neill's getting up there in age, but still a solid right tackle. Uh, Garrett Bradbury, obviously at center, has been okay. Um, nothing, nothing great. Uh, and then the other side of the football, I mean, they lose um, Dalvin Tomlinson, who we'll talk about here in a little bit, but you don't really replace him with anyone that, of really any noteworthy, really. Um, you, you know, you get Ross Blacklock in a trade last offseason. Uh, Daniel Hunter, I am still very much concerned about the trenches when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings. Like, I, yeah. I think they still have a lot of work to do when it comes to the trenches of the football. And where is football won and lost? It's in the trenches. I say it all. It's like everybody kill. Like quarterback's most important position. No, it's not. It's the guys up front. Like it, it, one one weakness, like one bad spot up front destroys your entire offensive line. I'm so serious. Like if you have a bad right guard or a bad right tackle or a bad left, that literally throws everything off for the rest of the guys on that line. I don't care how good your quarterback is. If he has, like, we literally saw it in a Super Bowl. Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the game right now. What did he do with no offensive line? I don't know. Runs for his life and lost 31 to 9. Yeah. <laughs> and a game that was not even that close. Like, not they close. lost 31 to 9, but that game was not even that close. 
Um, yeah, I'm still pretty. I'm still pretty in, in concerned about the trenches. I don't think they've done enough to really address those issues. Um, we'll see if they can overcome it with how dynamic this passing game can be at times. Um, they're gonna because they're gonna need to rely on this passing game, and they're gonna need to rely on some really young corners kind of really step up. Uh, Andrew Booth Jr. in his second season is gonna have to step up. Um, they're gonna I mean, need Louis Seen you know, in his second season to step up, and then they, you know they obviously signed Byron <laughs> Murphy uh, to be cornerback right. one. Now, if you're a guy that's um, that's kind of like you're a young player that's kind of looking to make your make a name for yourself in the NFL, like now is now is the perfect time. Uh, Kyrus Tonga, like he got hyped when he got drafted here in Chicago, but he never. Uh, I think he got cut. Like we remember, we was on, hey, hey, it's Tonga time. We was hyping that up. Like yeah, yeah. so, he's listed as the starting nose tackle for the Vikings. You want to yeah. make a name for yourself? Here's your opportunity. Marcus Davenport, right? Oh, what they want? They want a three-four. So he coming in at the edge spot. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I don't, I don't have first round ahead. pick for the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints a few years ago. Uh, never really panned out there in New I Orleans. Say, I don't. I don't have the numbers in front of me. What he did for them. Um, uh, so he don't... had uh, nine sacks this. Mo- so 0.5 sacks last season. Nine sacks the season before. He's been relatively disappointing in four seasons or five seasons. He's had 21 and a half sacks and a guy who was a first round pick. Uh, so a first round pick. Texas and San Antonio. Uh, but I like him as a. We'll talk about it when we get to free agency. But I, I think he has an opportunity to really make. A name for himself here in, in Minnesota with it all the opportunity in the world to he's just not squander it, right? Pretty much just gotta hey take it take advantage of the opportunity. Like so it's, moving on moving moving on from the trenches, let's talk about a skill position player. Let's talk about Justin Jefferson, uh the reigning yeah. offensive player of the year. Uh do you think that Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in football today? Uh last three seasons, fourteen hundred yards, sixteen hundred yards, and eighteen hundred yards. Uh, in three seasons, it was on pace at one point last season to break Calvin Johnson's record, uh, whatever that record is. I think it's like 19, 1900 and like 70 yards, something like that. Um, <laughs> do you consider him the best wide receiver in football today? Oh, it's hard to argue against him. That makes sense. Like, if, yeah, yeah. if, if, if Justin Jefferson wanted to, if he personally came out and said, I'm the best receiver in the game, it ain't like folks could be like, Hey, bro, that's cap. Like, no, it's it's it's, it's not. Like, it's <laughs> he has a a legit argument to say I'm the best receiver in the game. Um, it's hard to find like one guy that's better than him. I mean, if you want to say Cooper Cup, I I'm got an argument. Jefferson over Cooper Cup. Devontae Adams. Y'all, you personally, that's, that's, that's that's fine. That's fine. I think the Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson one is a little bit is closer, but I think I would still take Justin Jefferson over Devontae Adams. I just think Justin Jefferson is still young. He's only going to get better. Like he's still not. He's only still only like twenty four years old. Like he just celebrated his twenty fourth birthday last month. Hey, what's his name? Uh, like he's Jamar not even Chase? in his prime. He's not even in his prime yet. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Uh, I think I. I think I think I'd rather have Justin Jefferson. But I think you're like you're you're like you're splitting like, hairs, splitting hairs. Like I, I think those two guys, like you know, are so good. I, I think you can't go wrong with either one of those two guys. And Chase or uh, not Chase, uh, Jefferson, Stephon Diggs. Like you can't. I don't think there's a like when it comes to the I, top. I would rather have. I would rather have Justin Jefferson. I think like when it comes to the upper echelon of the receiving class, I I legit think. 
all those guys have a fair argument. The Jeffersons, the Cups, the Mike Evans. Like, hey, first off, Mike Evans has never had anything less than a thousand yards in his career. He's the first every first year. Wide receiver, first wide receiver in the history of the NFL. I think you have nine straight seasons with at least a thousand yards receiving. Now, that, that that should put him in Canton I alone. Think he, I think he's in Canton. <laughs> I think I think he may get making Canton anyway. Super Bowl ring. Um, <laughs> All right, yeah. alone. But oh, it's Justin Jefferson. Hey, it's 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 gotten to a point where, hey, if you one on one that man, you already know what it is. Like even if you even if you double cover him, I mean, <laughs> even if you double I mean, cover him, you already know that. I mean, it is. That, that 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 catch he made against Buffalo, like it was just literally like in, like unreal. Like the catch he made against the Buffalo Bills to re, to basically save that game for the for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and they got that's screwed. Like a one- in the- and they got screwed that game. Like they, they should have won. That was enough. That they, I think that was. They, a, they did win that game. Hmm. Oh, they did win that game. Yeah. No. Oh, oh so like when I, when I, when I mean, uh, the game should have never went to overtime. Is what I meant. That game, uh, because what's his name? Uh, Buffalo. I, I forgot the Buffalo receiver that caught the ball, but it wasn't a catch because the ball literally hit the ground, and they ruled it a catch for um, Buffalo to get in the field goal range. And I think Minnesota had already challenged something, so they couldn't challenge that. And that allowed Buffalo to get the field goal team on, kick the game time field goal, go to OT. Yeah, yeah, woo, woo. Um, he top three. Yeah, I, I think Jeffrey Jefferson is for certain the argument. We talk about best wide receiver in football. I, I think you cannot say best wide receiver in football without having Justin Jefferson somewhere in and, that conversation. Absolutely. Uh, moving on from the storylines, let's talk about their their draft. Um, First round pick, obviously took Jordan Addison. Uh, boneheaded decisions at all. Uh, wide receiver out of USC should be a good fit there. Adam Thielen's now no longer there. Uh, they should be yeah. high back to him, quarterback out of USC. Uh, Jay Ward, defensive back out of LSU. Uh, they just like to take LSU players, it seems like. Uh, Jacqueline Roy, defensive tackle out of LSU. Uh, and they took a backup quarterback, basically backup Kirk Cousins, Jaron Hill out of BYU, and Dewan McBride, running back out of UAB. He gives them some depth at the running back position. Um, as Alvin Cook is no longer there. Um, uh, also, you said Blackman. You said Beckton for Makai. Oh yeah, yeah. My bad. My yeah, yeah. My, I'm just. I know. Like, yeah. we, we, hey, we, we've Blackman. We've been talking about Makai Beckton for so long. It's just, hey, it just, it's just, it's just <laughs> second nature. It just rolls off the tongue. Um, uh, but yeah, Jordan Addison, you know, he was uh, at Pitt. He won the Blitnikoff Award uh, while he was at Pitt. Uh, he was just okay at USC. Everybody thought he kind of like jump off the stat sheet a little bit. Uh, didn't have Jordan the best Addison? combine. Uh, yeah, Jordan Addison. Well, he was like, what was it? He was a he was a transfer dude from Pitt. Yeah. You said that right? Transfer? Did he go yeah, yeah, to yeah, USC? Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, obviously, like, I, I, I mean. The whole notion of hey, if you're good enough, they'll find you is absolutely true. It 100% is true. But we're not finna act like certain schools don't get certain spotlights over other schools. Would you rather be the wide receiver at Pitt or the wide receiver at USC? Oh, USC. I don't think that's even, that's not even close. It's not. USC has more televised games. They have the deeper history. They got the deeper rivalry. So, like, you're uh, if you're a USC, you're on TV. You have a good chance to be on TV. What is it? Uh, constantly. constantly. I, yeah. Like, you got USC, uh, Notre Dame. They play each other all the time. USC, Stanford's always on TV. USC, UCLA's always on TV. 
USC or uh, Oregon's always on. Like, yeah. No disrespect to Pitt. But yeah, but I think they knew Adam Thielen was going to be walking out of that door. Uh, KJ Osborne has been a solid wide receiver for them, but this is a guy that's going to step in and be an excellent route runner. Um, good hands. He ran sort of okay for 40 time. I mean, 449, it's nothing to sneeze at. Um, yeah, he had shorter hands than people or arms than people thought that he had at the wide receiver position. But I think getting him at 23 is such good value when people thought he'd be the number one wide receiver off this board. I you know like who else got small? You know who else got small hands when they got drafted? Jamar Chase. I'm not sure. Short arms. Short arms. Same, same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Uh, yeah, moving on to Blackman, you know, pretty good corner. Uh, played at USC along with Jordan Addison. Saw him in practice all the time. Um, he also played in the, you know, the Pac-12, uh, where you saw a lot of high-flying offenses there or whatever the Pac-12 is called now. Um, it's still, still Pac-12. Okay, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, he had 94.3, highest in the Pac-12 of 95.3 tackle rate. Uh, basically didn't get – didn't miss tackles as a strong tackler for the Trojans last year. Um, he's a solid football player. Yeah, I have no issue with the, Yeah, I have no issue with Makai Blackman to the to the Vikings at the right, again, it's a is it for sure addresses an area of need. Uh this team yeah. is a team that didn't have really anything really to talk about when it comes to secondary. Uh Patrick Peters is not long gone, so yeah. Um, you know, and then they address the trenches. I mean, you add a, a cornerback safety. It gives you versatility at the cornerback and safety position. You add a defensive tackle. Uh, Delvin Thompson no longer there. Um, as you mentioned, you know, Tonga time. Um, maybe Tonga not time. the answer. Maybe not the answer there, defensive tackle for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you take a swing on a quarterback at round five, and then you take a running back at a UAB. Uh, probably was one of the reasons that they got rid of Delvin Cook. Uh, this guy should give you some valuable uh, measures there. He had 1,700 yards rushing last season. In it, the, the, that's a conversation we probably need to have for another day. The state of the running back yeah. in today's NFL is. This is I, I, we wanna, I, I would really like to have that conversation. So I am of the, the aspect that, like, I don't think, like, I think a lot of young kids who maybe would have played running back when they were, like, when they were younger, oh, they are. Or, they are having that conversation. They are one hundred percent having are, that conversation. Are now, or like, are probably if they have the skill set to do so, they're going to play wide receiver. Oh yeah, they they are definitely having that conversation. Because 100%. there's not there's not like not everybody who plays running back can play wide receiver. But if you can, the benefit of playing wide receiver as opposed to playing running back is like night and day. Yeah, it's yeah. They are one hundred percent having that conversation. Um, they probably have that not, conversation, but not, but not everybody is going to be able to make that transition and be able to play wide receiver. Uh, but as far as this draft, uh, I love their first, at least the first two picks. I think they addressed areas of need. First four, really, um, you know, with very limited draft capital due to the TJ TJ Hawkinson trade. Uh, I think they yeah. did the best they could here. Uh, this is probably <laughs> like a B minus B. I also think, like, uh, you kind of touched on it with um, Jordan Addison. Falling all the way to 23, I think for him to be there that late, especially with, you know, the premium that they put on receivers now, <clears throat> the fact that he was there in into the early, like late mid first round to like, early, like the latter part of the first round, like that's, that's crazy. Um, and it's not yeah, like Jordan. I mean, I mean, I mean, and the guy won the Blishnikov. We're only like two seasons removed from him winning the award for the best wide receiver in college football. Like, so how do you like? That's the issue, and that's kind of the issue I have with that. Like, 
like season oh so like you're gonna hold his short or oh, he has short arms but he won the best receiver in college football award like do you know i like think about that do you know how many receivers play college play d1 yeah. fbs college football and he was the best out of all of them but oh he has short arms so you're gonna hold that against him not the well, fact that he won the award the most productive i i don't they don't really say best it's the most productive wide receiver it's one uh, of the either, same it's all yeah but uh i i like what they did with the draft here i think they did a pretty solid job of addressing area of needs um kudos Two free agency, that's where most of this roster shakeup has really happened here. Um, they obviously re-signed a bunch of their own guys, but you know they, they signed Byron Murphy away from the uh, Arizona Cardinals to be cornerback one. Uh, Marcus Davenport to give them some pass rushing edge help. Uh, if he can revive his career, it's a really good like one-year deal. Uh, very little risk involved for the Minnesota Vikings. It's very incentive late as well. So uh, the motivation there to play well is going to be high for Marcus Davenport. Uh, and then they stole Dean Lowry from the Green Bay Packers. And then their key departures, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Tomlinson, Adam Thielen signed with the uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, Eric Hendricks is now a member of the Los Angeles Chargers. And Patrick Peterson, who was CB1 most recent season, is now in Char- in Los Angeles as a member of the Chargers. Sorry about that. Uh, they also brought back a couple of their own guys. Uh, they brought back Alexander Mattinson, uh, signed him to well, a two-year he, deal, uh, bringing him back. Now. Yeah, he's a starter now for sure. Uh, Jonathan Buller, defensive end, coming back. Uh, Brandon Powell coming back as well. Um, so yeah, they—I mean, they—they—they they, they basically brought a bunch of their own guys back because uh, they, they didn't have a lot of caps. They didn't really have a lot of cap space. Uh, the Dalvin Tomlinson loss is is going to hurt. Um, he was a very underrated player while he was in Minnesota. Uh, he goes to Cleveland on a four-year deal worth about fourteen million dollars per year. Um, that's a tough loss, and he'll be tough, but difficult to replace. <sighs> yeah, it's uh, whew. Byron Murphy, Marcus Davenport. Like, so I have a philosophy in free agency for each for every team. It's like for every guy you lose, you have to at least make like you got to match that. So if you lose one guy, you got to go out and get another guy. Like everything has to offset. Right now, you lost one, two, three. You lost five guys, but you were only able to bring in three. Well, those are the guys. Just the guys I put on the list. They also signed. Uh, they also signed uh, Brandon Powell, wide receiver that was on the Rams last season. Uh, Troy Reader uh, played on the Chargers last season. Played linebacker. Uh, brought okay. him back on a one-year deal. Uh, they also brought um, Joquan Williams, uh, cornerback out of that played for the Patriots last season. Um, Mm, okay. I just didn't necessarily think all of those guys are worth putting on a list. So they also lost Irv Smith Jr., who I didn't put on this list as well. Duke Shelley uh, wasn't even good for them last season. Uh, goes Maybe. to the Las Vegas Raiders. So neither was Irv Smith Jr. Um, yeah, they lost Janet Chris Boyd, two two corners uh, outside of on top of Patrick Peterson. Yeah, so I mean they lost a lot of guys. I mean Eric Hendricks, uh, a staple in Minnesota for the last couple seasons. He now is in the Chargers. I. Obviously, like Er Smith Jr., like if he is, if he is what they hoped he would be, you don't trade for T.J. Hawkinson. And yeah, um, yeah what's his name? Oh, I like the coach. Uh, 
I like the coach. Uh, uh, Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. Um, I like I like that guy. Uh, I know he kind of caught hell when he got the job from like when he when he, when he got hired for the job. That's another. That's again. That's another political conversation for another day. I don't have the energy for that. Um, the one thing I I think at this point he is year what what's this year three? No, what year is this for him? Kevin this is O'Connor. Second season. This is second, the second season. Right. So this is his second season. So I think he has. Um, you got to get guys that fit your fit your philosophy. I'm not saying those other guys didn't. I don't know why they didn't bring back Delvin Cook. That's just, again, conversation for another day. I don't get that. Um, I just, I just, I don't, I don't understand that one. Uh, Adam Thielen, I understand. I, I, I can't believe he's not already, hasn't been re-signed, but that's re-signed. Another like, time. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll get into the running back conversation a whole other time. Um, but yeah, Dalvin Cook is going to be a tough loss. Alexander Madison has filled, filled in admirably as tough spots, um, but that's the point. He's been a fill-in. Like he hasn't I been think, the guy. I think the one that we're not talking about. I think the the guy that they're really going to miss is is feeling. Hey, you're asking a rookie, and Jordan Addison, who's not off to a good start, by the way. Um, 140 miles an hour in a I forgot how what speed limit. He was uh, on the highway, so I think I'm thinking the highway probably 75. That's still double, bro. Like, yeah, you're an idiot. Like, did you not learn anything from Henry Ruggs? Like, I understand you weren't drunk, but you were still reckless. Like, reckless endangerment is still a thing, drunk or sober. So yeah, Uh, but Adam Thielen is. Kind of like he was, what you call it? He was Mister Reliable for them for Kirk Cousins. Like, hey, well, I think the emergence of KJ Osborne, his, his um, they expect him to take another step, so they kind that's, of made him expendable. That, hey, that that's a lot of faith. That I'm one. That's I'm true. so serious. True. true, but KJ Osborne was was almost better than Adam Thielen last season. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I think that you know the the when it comes to free agency with a team that have very limited cap space. Um, you know, you're going to lose guys. That's the nature of the business. Uh, Delvin Thomas is a tough loss. Uh, I like the fact that they got Byron Murphy. I like the Mac and Marcus Davenport signing. I like Dean Lowry. Um, based on Minnesota, I think this is a solid C when it comes to free agency and their roster shakeup. We'll see how things end up shaking out when it comes to the roster. That's fair. Uh, moving on from the free agency roster shakeup, let's just jump right into the schedule. Uh, let's talk about their first game of the season. Uh, they, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield come to town. Uh, they come into whatever that stadium is called there in Minnesota. How do you think that game shakes out between Minnesota Vikings and Tampa Bay Buccaneers first game of the year? So on the week two. Um... Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think uh, moving on to that, we got they got a rematch of a game uh, that was also week two last year. Uh, that game was also at the link, uh, going up against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. I don't know if we need to talk about this game all that much either. I think Philadelphia wins that game fairly easily. Yeah, I just think Philadelphia has the guys in the secondary to contain contain uh, the. Just we saw. It last I also, week. I also think they're going to run the ball extremely well, and it might be tough for a filled up for a Minnesota Vikings team just kind of trying to figure it out in the trenches still. Um, yeah. So one, so of, the, one, of, one of the one, one of the other one. great things about this Minnesota Vikings schedule is they all their really tough games are all at home. 
we've seen that before. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, like you get you get a Tampa Bay team with Baker Mayfield still trying to prove. I'm not even, I'm, be- I'm not even, talk- I'm not even talking about that. Game. I know, I know. Like he's still trying, he, <laughs> he's still trying to prove he belongs in this league. They're gonna hype that up as a tough matchup again because of the requisite pieces around Baker Mayfield, right? You again, those that receiving core is still there, right? That key pieces of that defense are still there, especially at this point in time because it's week one, right? They're still there. Right? The only, like, the, the blemish is Baker Mayfield. And if, if history is doomed to repeat itself, it has been proven that just because Baker Mayfield has the requisite pieces around him to be competent, it doesn't mean that Cleveland's going to be good. Did he not? Again, you said it. We talked about Cleveland three years in a row having the best roster. What did they get with Baker Mayfield, that quarterback? One playoff appearance. Uh, One moving playoff. on from there, let's talk about them. Los Angeles Chargers come to town. Uh, Goldman in Minnesota. Teach you how you see that game is going to shake out. Chargers, Vikings. Yeah. I think they lose that one, too. I think I got them at one and two. I, I mean, you, uh, yeah, one and two. I'm going to agree with you on that, actually. I think the Chargers go into Minnesota, and I think they win that game. Uh, I have questions about the Chargers. We'll get into them when we finally get to that show. Uh, but the Chargers, I think they're, they're going to be pretty good this season. Uh, they go to Carolina after that to go take on the Carolina Panthers. I think they get back onto the winning ways there, and I think they beat Carolina uh, regardless of where the game is being played. Uh, TJ. Yeah, I agree. Two and two. And two. They get a second game. And then, unfortunately, they have to go up against the Super Bowl champs. This game is in Minnesota, uh, which could make it interesting for uh, this matchup. But I think the Kansas City Chiefs win this game. I got Minnesota falling down to two and three. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this, this the Chiefs? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, after that, they go into Soldiers Field and take on the Chicago Bears. Uh, I think they get back onto the winning ways there, and I think if they off the Schneid, I have them beating the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Nah, they lose. They lose this one. In Chicago, they lose this one. Uh, after that, the San Francisco 49ers and whoever's going to be the starting quarterback for the Niners at that point in the season goes into Minnesota. TJ, how do you think this game is going to shake out? I think they lose. Yeah, I think they lose to the Niners. I just, I, I don't think they have enough uh, uh, of everything else. Like, the one thing that we joke about with the with the 49ers, like they can't never keep a quarterback healthy. But the one thing that they can say is that their quarterbacks never go above their limitations. They play within the system. They don't do they don't try to do they don't try to be extra. Is what I'm saying. Like they play within the system. Like they, they don't try hey like they don't just say, hey, I got this guy. He down there somewhere. Let me try to fit it in this tight window with him surrounded by three dudes. It's like, nah, he's covered. I'm going to make this easy for myself, and I'm going to check down to this guy, this guy, or this guy. So San Francisco for the W. I'm going to I'm gonna disagree with you. I think the, the San Francisco mm. 49ers secondary, I think, is going to be really tested in this game. Uh, you know, losing Emmanuel Mills, as we talked about yesterday. Uh, I'm going to take Minnesota to actually win that game. Uh, after that, they go uh, to Green Bay, take on the new-look Green Bay Packers. Uh, first game of between these two teams of the season. How do you think these two teams shake out, TJ? How do you think these two teams 
shake out. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I'm taking Minnesota to actually sweep Chicago and uh, Green Bay this season. I have them winning that game. Wow, really? That's yeah. That's faith. That's that, that, hey, that's some faith. Um, I, I I understand it. Yeah, you know, I think obviously the the inevitable, the inevitable, the um, that's the wrong word. The um, the undeniable, there we go, is what we don't know about Jordan Love. By this point, this is game one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is game eight of the season for the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know what if it's if, if it will be game eight for the Packers because I didn't do that I, show. I, 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 I don't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> but by this point, that's game eight. That's basically two months, you know. Um, no, that's not Thanksgiving. Um, you should um, what's call it? You should have an idea of what Jordan Love is. This will be the seventh game for Green Bay. Uh, oh, so it's a, a, it's a game. So they have it's a bye. So is this their first game? Is this their first game out of the bye? No, no, no. They go to Denver before the bye, and then they play Minnesota. Okay. So for yeah, the first. So then, like, so it go Denver by then no, or, or is it by Denver no, then Minnesota? by Den, De, by Denver then Minnesota. Then Minnesota. Okay, so uh, okay, give me the Vikings. Give me the Vikings. I'll feel after good that, about it. Though. I feel I, I don't feel good about it. My prediction either, but I'm gonna go with it. Uh, after <laughs> that, they got game two games back to back against the NFC South. Uh, first, they go to Atlanta, take on the Atlanta Falcons, and then they they, they the Saints come here. Uh, how do you see these two games shaking out, TJ, going to Atlanta and then New Orleans coming into my, into Minnesota? If they don't go to Magic City, Vikings win. <laughs> I imagine you don't get that joke because Magic City, I don't know. I don't think you know what Magic City Do you know what Magic City is? I, I, I do not know what okay. Magic City is. So I'm a little okay. afraid to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't. If they don't go to Magic City, then you know, get them. If they don't go to Magic City, get them lemon pepper loo, uh, uh, wings, then Minnesota should, should, should come out on top but again. I I think it's just at the end of the day, you're gonna have you're gonna have to have your quarterback make a play, and I think Kirk Cousins can make that play versus Desmond Ritter making that play or whoever's quarterback for the Falcons because y'all love be, to bring uh, up. Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke, whatever. Six pack of Heineken's Heineke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, With that being said, uh, I'm actually going to have them lose to Atlanta. I I think Atlanta. No, you have to to die on that hill. You have no choice. But I think if you have problems in the trenches, the worst team you want to see is the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they, have, they have one of the best offensive linemen. They're going to run the ball down your throat. They also have a very good defensive line. Uh, you know, Grady, Grady Jarrett's there. They got Clays Campbell now. Uh, that is going to be a tough, tough, tough game. I'm having it, I, right, game. I, I ain't going to I ain't saying it's going to be a cakewalk. I'm just saying. But I, I, with that being said, I think they beat New Orleans in Minnesota. So I got them at 6-4 and four through 10 games. That's, I I gotta have them at least five hundred five. What you do? I I might think I do, cause I got them beating Atlanta. Uh, moving on from then, they go to Denver, take on the Denver Broncos. Obviously, a mile high. How do you see this game shaking out, TJ? They go to Denver. Um, 
This is on uh you said two games, right? New Orleans and Denver. Uh no, just so they okay. I, I picked them to beat New Orleans, so okay. Huh, I think that I think that that's gonna be a good game. New Orleans and uh Minnesota. That's gonna be a good cause what's guy you got you got Justin Jefferson versus um what's his name? Oh my god. Marshawn Latin, whatever you go. I don't know why his name is escaping me for a minute. That's gonna be tough. Oh, that's gonna be tough. Alvin Kamara, not in trouble, still there. I still think he's gonna get suspended, but at this point, I think he should be back or whatever the suspension happens to be. Well, don't you think if he was gonna get suspended, they would have, you know, announced I, it I by now? I, I don't know. I I, I don't know because he didn't. Like, he didn't. They, 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 the charges weren't completely dismissed. He did plead guilty to something or no like, contest or something like. <laughs> Like, no, like, no, they dropped everything, didn't they? No, I no he sworn. for sure, he for sure. I legit no could have sworn he, he, I he messaged y'all not, saying. He, he, pled, he pled no contest to, like, the, whatever the least, the lesser charge is. Well, pleading no contest is not pleading no guilty, am I right? It's, it means you're not contesting the charges, which means you're accepting them. It doesn't, you're not admitting, you're, you're not admitting the charges got, But then the charges got yeah, dropped. Yeah, the most, the most, the most severe charges did get dropped. But he still pled guilty to something. I don't like no contest or something. I don't remember what it was, because uh, that's why he had to pay the fine, and that's why he had to pay. That's why you got to do community service. Again, if the if the NFL was going to do something to him, I, I think I, they I still think that they will suspend him for six games. But the, even with the six game suspension, wow. he'll be back by this. He'll be back by this point. Yeah. I, I, mm, it's it's in New Orleans. No, it's at it's home. You said all the tough game. So all these tough games is at home. Uh, give me the Vikings. Vikings at home. Uh, moving on from there, they go to Mile High and take on the new look Denver Broncos. I actually think that they continue their winning ways here, and I think they go to Denver and actually beat Denver in Denver. I got them now at seven and four. They go to Denver and beat Denver in Denver. I can see that. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the other way around, but I could see that. Uh, yeah, give me the Vikings. Until that, until until, uh, until Russell Wilson proves otherwise. Yeah, give give, give me the. <laughs> and then the game before their bye, the Chicago Bears come into Minnesota, and I think the Minnesota Vikings win three games in a row before their bye week. Uh, they beat Chicago. I agree. And then after their bye, they got two back-to-back games against AFC opponents on the road. Uh, first, they go to the Death Star in Las Vegas and take on the Raiders. And then they go to Cincinnati take on the Bengals. DJ, how do you think these two games shake out? Uh, they beat the Raiders. They beat the Raiders, but they lose to the Bengals. I'm going to agree with you on that. Uh, and then to wrap up the season, they play three games against division ri- rivals. Uh, first, they go Detroit comes there. Uh, they Green Bay comes to town, and then they go to Detroit to wrap up the season on a game that could be potentially for the division. Of those three games, how many do you think Minnesota wins? Uh, Detroit, Green Bay, Detroit. Uh, Detroit. Um, do you see a world where they lose all three? I do not. Wow. What? Do you see a world where they win all three? No, I do not. Do you see a world where they win just one of these games? 
No. I, I think that they win two of these games. I think they beat Detroit in Minnesota. I think they beat Green Bay in Minnesota. And then I think they lose the final game of the season against the Detroit Lions, um, which would make tiebreakers very interesting when we did the Minnesota Detroit Lions show yesterday. I have Minnesota finishing with 11-6. and six. I have Detroit with 11-6 and six winner, winner if you watched our show yesterday. I'm not sure how tiebreakers will shake out. Um, they both would have – Based on my predictions, I have them with the exact same record, 11-6, for the Minnesota Vikings and Detroit Lions. I mean, well, I think I got them – I ain't got them at 11-6 like you do, both teams. I I think they're going to be in the same ballpark. Not like Either nine, 9-10 wins, so 9-8, 10-7 for both. Either way, it's the same situation. It's the same predicament. Um, I think the tiebreaker would have to be – I mean, that tiebreaker might be that Atlanta game because I had Detroit beating Atlanta. I have Atlanta, them losing to Atlanta. So Detroit may win the division based on that tiebreaker alone. It also comes down to what you call it, like divisional opponents, like how you play. I have have them with the exact same, like both beating, sweeping the Bears and then splitting with each other. So (laughs) I I don't know how the tiebreakers would work, but I have the Minnesota 11-6. I think that they'd be a fringe playoff team. Uh, I think if they even if they don't win the division, I think they're for sure a wild card spot team. Um, when it comes, when it's all said and done. Well, their saving grace is the rest of the conference is, and I'm being respectful. I'm being respectful here. Is a joke. The rest of the NFC is a joke, right? Yeah, you I got. Mean, I mean, if it's been like this for a few years. The, the NFC is very top heavy. Not like, not real. like this. Not like, like, not like this I mean, now. At least the last two seasons has been like this. No one's not, not really, because like nobody's ever really talked about it. Like I this mean, is, like no, like this. This is, yeah. You got one team from the NFC South where you used to have at least two. It used to be Tampa or which with Carolina when they were good, and the Saints. The Saints were the one fat or uh, were the one constant, and then the other three play. You know, what you call it? We're gonna be here this year, like between the Falcons, Tampa, and uh, and Panthers. That's true. That's true. The NFC, you can count on at least two from them, whether it be the Giants and the, or whether it be the Eagles and the Cowboys. Now you got to throw. Well, I, yeah. I think all three of those teams. Right? Now you got to throw the Giants back in there. So they got three teams. And then you got the NFC North where it's just Green Bay was so good for so long. And it's like, all right, Minnesota, they have a good year here and there. And we're talking about them. So, Yeah. Like it's like this is this right here is hey, this is something else because like because I know for well, the, NFC, mean, the, the the NFC South none of those teams are really all that good like what depending and on we really and and we really just expecting just one one team from that division to make oh, it. you I, got the Falcons sure. I got and I got the Saints so one I have no faith in Tampa making the playoffs I have no faith in Carolina making the playoffs all right Washington is Washington. And like, in the West, Arizona's probably going to be the worst team in the NFL. Um, but we'll see how these ends up shaking out. We haven't done any of the NFC East teams. That's going to be our preview. Not next week, but the week after probably. We'll start with them. Uh, next next week, we start our AFC East teams, uh, talking about the Buffalo, the New Englands of the world. Um, you don't want to miss that content. Thank you very much for checking us out here. Uh, and let us know how, what you think the record is going to be for the Minnesota Vikings. I have them 11-6. and six. I have them as a playoff team. Uh, I think I like Minnesota this season, so we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, my name is David Huffman right there. It's TJ Hopkins, my co-host. And thank you very much for joining us. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And TJ, what do we do here at the Prime?
my friend. We bring the heat, and yes, the heat, sir. It's the heat is coming. Like I, I looked oh, at the, I looked at the 90, forecast 90, for next 90, week. 95, 95 degrees a week from today. Yeah, I, I looked at the forecast for next week, and I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not looking forward to it either. But we'll, we'll get through it together, man. And I, I will see you uh, probably on Monday. So have see a good ya. weekend.